0: Welcome to another episode of So Real, The Agent Edit. I'm your host, Hayley Vandervan, real estate expert, multi-award winning office owner, speaker, mentor, and mum. Today, we're joined by Ryan McCann, the award winning business owner of First National Cleveland, high performance agent, number one agent in First National Queensland, orange Lamborghini owner, and all-round good growth. Now, I know that those two statements don't usually go together or hand in hand, so we're really, really excited to have him here today. We're going to talk about his crazy journey uh, from drug bust and jail time to writing over $3 million in real estate, the highlights and the lowlights. We're so excited to hear your journey. Welcome to the show, Legend. Thank you very
1: much. Appreciate it.
0: Now, Ryan, you have seriously the most (laughs) unbelievable story. Can you just talk to me about how it began? Because before we started recording, you were like, I haven't been in this office for like three decades. What the hell?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I actually started my Ray White, uh, my real estate career at Ray White in uh and uh, 1998 was, and uh, most I had no listings. I was a rookie, uh, 19, 20 years of age, and uh, this office actually here, Remax, uh, had some fantastic agents back in the day where, that helped me out tremendously. Um, and uh, as somebody that had no no listings and no buyers, uh, and the market wasn't traveling that all that great at the time, I think it moved one percent in 10 years uh, out here in the Bayside. Um, I really relied on um, uh, some more established agents to kind of give me some guidance and uh, certainly uh, running buyers through good stock and and this office actually uh, had a lot of agents that certainly helped my career at the start.
0: Oh, wow, that's crazy. And can you talk to me about what your business looks like now because you have absolutely
1: exploded? Yeah, well look, uh, first national uh, Cleveland uh, we are now we started two thousand and fifteen. Uh, June two thousand and fifteen, um, and we're the number one office in First National. There's 90 offices in the uh, in the state uh, for the last three years in a row for sales office, and the, uh, we're on track to. The goal is to hit a thousand property management uh, property ma- property properties on our management list uh, this time next year. So we'll have a thousand properties.
0: Oh, that's fantastic, and yeah. that is huge. I yeah, mean, massive. as as somebody that also has a property management business, and often I just bash my head against <laughs> the the table, going how <laughs> do property managers think? Oh, um,
1: they're worth their weight in gold. Uh, Lisa's are. my cousin, uh, and she's uh, also uh, part owner of the uh, the rental division, and uh, Lisa Turner, and she, she runs it extremely well, and she takes all the pressure off me so I can concentrate on sales and uh, listings and training.
0: Yeah, having those experts in your business and those absolute authorities is yes. so important, isn't it? It's next level. Um, so it's fair to say that you've done the hard yards, and you've got a really impressive highlight reel you know like you guys are always winning something you're always smashing out goals we have got great mate agents or national awards or queensland awards um which is so incredible to see um but now let's talk about a couple of the lowlights because you are so open and transparent about your story which mm-hmm. i really admire um tell me what the hell happened for you to be refused bail and land in the clink
1: yeah well don't backjack the judge back to the judge that's the start uh, oh okay a Small holiday um, but uh, look, at the end of the day, um, I was at uh, LJ Hooker's uh, working there as a salesperson and uh, my life was just an absolute mess, to be fair. Uh, at home, it was a mess, a uh, toxic relationship. Um, I didn't enjoy my time at the office. Uh, the work environment wasn't fitting for me, but I stayed there because the commissions were uh, always increased and were higher and higher. And um, it was just complacency, I think, really. Um, I, I turned to, to smoking ice and it um, was a really, really uh, bad decision, obviously, uh, for me to go down that path, and I was addicted to it. Um, wow. So it's uh, yeah, early 30s, mid-30s. Um, uh, I started off smoking it to I suppose, celebrate some good times and um, at parties and things like that, and then as time went on, I uh, commiserated with it. So if I lost a sale or you know, I wanted to feel numb, I, I turned to that as well, and uh, all of a sudden, before you know it, I was addicted to it, and uh, it was it was really a really hard thing to kick. Um, but it was hard to to get out of, of that cycle um, mm-hmm. and and yeah you know, surrounded by the wrong people as well. Um, it just was uh, something that just yeah spiraled out of control. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, what you read in the papers wasn't actually true, but uh, it certainly sold some papers and it, uh some of it were a bit fanciful. I think uh, you mentioned that it the jitrock rock of falls and <laughs> I heard of another one that was um, in the driveway or under a driveway. Yeah, It was quite fanciful, some of it, but the essence was at the end of the day, I got arrested and um, uh, I had to do the uh, the interview with the police, went down to the police station. First mistake after smoking it was probably not taking a lawyer in with me. Ah. I thought that I was in trouble for the $350 I had at my house, mm. which again, I, I, I gave to them uh, and said where, where it was, but there uh, some, were some funny stories that were that all went to I don't know what uh, type of journalism was, but yeah, it wasn't quite true. But yeah, sat down and, and at the end of the day, and this is why I do these, these interviews, especially for young real estate agents coming into it, because we tend to get caught up in the hype of real estate and the money and, and, and you know parties and nightclubs and all the bits and pieces, which all sound fun, but when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, it can really change someone's life. And yeah. and you know, drug addiction's nothing to, to laugh about and uh, you know, we can laugh at it now, ten years on, but 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 at the time, it was, it was really serious. And, um, you know, I remember sitting there with a police officer and, you know, they originally you know, charged me with trafficking, which was obviously dropped. And then um, uh, they said that uh, they thought I was a drug dealer, which at the end of the day really hurt. I could face being a drug addict. Sounds funny to say, uh, but I could face that. Selling drugs was the thing I couldn't face. And, and it just never happened. So when they sat me down and said, what do you think you're here for? And I said, oh, okay, well, I bought you know, a small amount. And um, I shared it with some mates. We sat down and watched football and smoked it and went around a table playing poker and and that was it. And there's four mates there that were doing it, unfortunately with me at the time. And um, that turned into, I don't forget it, because he he leaned back in his chair and he had a big smile on his face. He said, Ryan, um, how many times do you think you've done this over two years? I said, a dozen. And he said to me, "Uh, no, it's more than that, mate, and I wouldn't have had a clue. In the end, it ended up being 17 times over two years that they could prove it by text messages and uh so
0: you're fine with that
1: yeah 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 wow I didn't, I, I didn't have a for two years and then um so he then said had a big grin on his face and he said ryan you've just confessed the 17 supply chains. and i was like Hang, i didn't know what supply meant but I, said, yeah. but I I didn't we just literally shared it around went around mm-hmm. the table and, and that was it and he said ryan if i buy a carton of beer and i take the stubby out and i put the stubby in front of you and you have it that's supply the product makes no difference and I looked at him and said, so what you're saying is if I went to a nightclub and I had a ecstasy tablet and I had that, and I passed it to my mate, you supplied that guy methamphetamine. So if I had a joint, a, a bonfire, and I passed the joint to my mate, you just supplied him marijuana. So the product made no difference. And I looked at him, I said, I think I need a lawyer. And yeah. Said, I think you do.
0: Well played. Yeah. Well played. So, Touché. So
1: I tried to convince my lawyer that I wasn't guilty of supply. And he said, mate, yeah, that's what supply is. Yeah. so I certainly learned a a lesson. Uh, and, uh, and that's why you know I talked to to my young guys in real estate, and so, you know as much as you think you're not harming anybody, in the eyes of the law, that's supply. and 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 you can obviously face a lot of trouble for it. So it's not uh, something to taken you know, lightly.
0: Absolutely. And like I just I totally get it, you know, like you've obviously gone in there thinking, well, you know, it was a pretty innocent act. It was, you know, like, yes, I've broken the law. I -hmm. acknowledge that. I've made a mistake. I've done this, this, and this. And, you know, again, like, you know, not going in there with a lawyer, not, you know, understanding the gravity of that. And then obviously having the media absolutely, like, blow it out. of like There were these great stories about your walls being ripped, you know, and them (laughs) carrying out bags of ice and all this stuff that you're like, oh, my God. God, yeah. that's insane. Or the, you know, LJ Hooker Cleveland being raided and yeah, then returning the. Pl- oh, that, 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 that happened. That, okay. that certainly happened. They just, there <laughs> okay. was nothing
1: there. But, uh, you yeah, know, they they certainly, the, the footage you saw on uh, on TV, which was all over the Channel 7, Channel 9 uh, newspapers, and, and they were taking out laptops and, and iPads and all that type of stuff, which was all returned uh, yeah. in, in due course. But, um, yeah, there was uh, it was literally $350. Um, and in, in drug terms, that was six points. So yeah, it's, wow. it certainly was a, a small amount, but it certainly got me into a lot of trouble.
0: Well, I mean, you know what? We we said this before we won, went on air that, you know, like people make mistakes, agents fall off the wagon. Yeah. Often when you're making a lot of money, um, you know, that disposable income turns to all sorts of things. True. I personally buy shoes yeah. when I have something to... It's a healthier uh, option.
1: <laughs> I'll never confess that to my wife, but, yeah, it's a healthier option. Yes, I hope you're
0: listening to that. He said that's absolutely fine. You buy shoes, girlfriend.
1: I do tell you what, though, I, I must say, like, had my time again and, and people asked me this, um, and and the people in my inner circle knew that I was you know, I was on it and I was obviously had an issue mm. with it um, and I've, I've been asked that question so many times on if it didn't go so let's call it viral it was newspapers mm. if it wasn't such a big story do you think you'd stop and and Hayley, I'd stopped for months like three mm. months here two months there um, you know i had gone overseas holidays just to clean myself up because uh, I really wanted to, to, to get clean um, and I always felt, like you said, back off the wagon, and and went to a party, or got in touch with the wrong crew, and and, and it always went backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in three months' time, I'm nine years clean, and I don't think I would have, I'd be in this position today, if it wasn't so public, uh, and I had to face it. Or, you know, you it had to own my, it. It was my kryptonite. It was my, it was my demons and my failures, mm-hmm. and I don't think I could sit here and look you in the eye today and say I'd be nine years clean if. It wasn't so public, and and look, it was brutal at the time, and um, there were some horrendous days. Um, you know, like you just wanted everything to finish, and um, it's hard to beat the Courier Mail and Channel Nine and Channel Seven when they've got one uh, version of events, and and you have one voice, and you can't out-scream them, no matter what mountain you go to, no matter no matter what your social media page looks like, you can't beat those outlets, and and it was just. I didn't want my mum to see that because it wasn't true and that got really hurt. And um, yeah, there was some really tough days, but, uh, and Jess has said to me time and time again, um, you know, as much as it hurt the time seeing you go through that, I'm glad it happened because you wouldn't be here for that.
0: Yeah. And it's weird, isn't it? The concept of like life happening for you, oh. like, you know, rather than it to you, because that could have tanked you. You could Absolutely. have gone, okay, I'm out. I'll throw my hands up. I won't call my lawyer. I'll just own Correct. this or I'll let this destroy me. Correct. I'll go and hit the ice when I get out of here Correct. anyway, and I'll like drown my sorrows and easily more. easily could have gone down that path but you kind of owned it you obviously went through this you know path of redemption mentally and you yeah. know, got clean which is so great so congratulations that's amazing Yeah, if i was allowed to use my hands and clap right now <laughs> yeah. i would um, You
1: told not to yes Yeah,
0: exactly
1: <laughs> and, and it's funny you mentioned that because uh to to get out so i was in remand uh for six weeks uh and to get out my lawyer struck a deal with the um uh, with, with, with the judge that uh, I would go as an inpatient, a rehab centre uh, yeah. over at Grumban, which I gladly took <laughs> and needed. Um, and it was amazing. You know, you go to a facility like that as an inpatient. And I was there for nearly a month. Um, and uh, it's exactly like you see on TV. Exactly. Plastic chairs, everybody stands up in a circle. You're, Hi, my name's Ryan, and I've been seven weeks away. That's exactly how it is. Wow. And, and uh, you know, to say that out loud um, was difficult, but it was also like a... A weight off my shoulders and um uh you know i sat there there was 30 people let's call it a class there's 30 people in the class and and look for the majority of those unfortunately they go back mm. and i couldn't understand like i got friendship with uh, this one guy there and there was probably two people that really touched me when i was there uh, at, a, at a level that i didn't expect and uh one guy said to me um well, i asked him how many times you've been here and he said five times I why would you come back five times like you know that you're in a bit of a situation when you're here why would you need to come back another four times? And uh, you know, things like um, hope, um, uh, inner circles, like somebody that, you know, you've got people that you can trust and surrounded by people that want the best for you. Um, and obviously boredom. And that were the three things I put it down to. And, and he just said, well, what else have I got to do? And I looked at my life and I was like, well, I've got everything going for me. It's just bad decisions that put me where I was. Mm. And the, the ultimate one was, was a young girl called the Danielle, she was only eighteen, real pretty little thing. Uh, she'd been abused by her stepfather and a stepbrother while she was a kid growing up. She had a real tough life, and she self-harmed herself. And she was there for drug rehabilitation as well. And 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 she'd seen the stories in the papers and, and whatnot. And she'd googled me, um, and uh, yeah, found you know, articles and whatnot. And I'll never forget it. She's uh, the most innocent thing, and she said to me, um, uh, still gets me now. Well, uh, she said to me, um, uh. If I had your life, I wouldn't have to harm myself. I wouldn't turn the drugs. You've got a waterfront home. You've got you know flash cars. Um, you know you've got a great job, and they've obviously printed my income uh, in the papers. So she yeah. knew exactly what I was earning, and she said, "If I had that lifestyle, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be harming myself." And that, to me, from an 18-year-old girl to say that to me was like the biggest kick in the ass. Yeah. And I was like, "What am I doing? Like, you know, I can change my life tomorrow." And and that was pretty much the flick of the switch and, and was like, you know, let's just get this this thing back on track.
0: That was a light bulb moment. It was huge. Yeah. And obviously there would have been a lot of PR, a lot of like, you know, like advice that you'd received on how to get your career back on track and like a bit, you know, redemption in the community, obviously, like you were honest and open and really upfront about it. Was that the key part for kind of turning your shit around?
1: So we didn't have a PR company or anything like that. It was, it was, this was really genuine. and. Um, I relied on my inner circle, so you know, you know, Jess's family is fantastic. My family is fantastic. Um, you know, the, the bad thing about drugs, especially ice and you're smoking, that is, you go, you lose your soul, and, and I really block everybody out in my life for quite some time, uh, to the point where my brother pretty much didn't want me at the wedding, let alone be his bridal party. And now we're obviously best and best of mates, um, and uh, he was my best man at the wedding uh, last year, and uh, we have a relationship that's unbreakable now, um, and my relationship with my parents, uh, all four of them, step-parents as well, what was not great. uh, And now it's fantastic at that again. Um, uh, Friendships around that circle as well. Obviously, i got new friends that deleted everybody from that old school lifestyle. Um, But uh, you you need all those people around you. So when you speak about PR, um, there wasn't actually, we didn't reach out to any companies or anything like that. There was one guy who people in the Redlands will know who he is. And again, there was more rumors about uh, Chris Anderson. Uh, He's a... People thought he bought into my my business. That was going to be further from the truth. Chris never had anything to do with my business um, from a um, from an investment point of view or anything like that. Chris is a mate, and he's a he's a business coach for me. And um, I'll never forget it. It was one of those again light bulb moments you get in life. There's only a few of them, and and he really changed my life because yeah, even though I was out of rehab, I was clean, trying to get back into real estate. Obviously, um, was. Going to be tough i thought uh, it was going to be really difficult and there were still rumors and the court case hadn't even finished um and uh chris actually he was living down at central court on the beachfront there at raby bay at the time and he's uh truly a uh, successful uh developer and and, and, and person um, very smart guy and uh he sat me down on his beachfront I'm, i'll never never forget it i was sipping on a uh, king-size slurpee uh, on his beachfront and very he,
0: straight well yeah, done
1: yep. yeah definitely no there was no raspberry yeah yeah <laughs> raspberry and coke mix and uh, coca-cola that is and um, good he, correction he, thank you and yep. he said to me um he said ryan can i ask you something Look me in the eyes and, and i want to know what they reported in the paper was it true i said absolutely not yes i was addicted to it but no i never sold it. no I'm not, I'm not that guy and he said to me i, I want you to close your eyes i said okay why he said i want you to think about it. I said, what? He said, think about somebody in your industry that's on par or better than what you are. I did it. Weed and thought about it. He goes, don't tell me. I don't want to know. And he said, have you got that person? Yeah. Yeah. Got a couple of people there. Thank you. He said, uh, since all this has happened, have they reached out to you? Yeah. Matter of fact, they have. And he said, what's it been for? what's the comments or what's the advice?" I said, to be honest mate, they've been really good. Like they've told me to get up, dust myself off, get back to work, head down, bum up, and go for it. And he smiled. I was like, what does that mean? He said, now think about all the trolls, all the negative news, all the comments, the text messages, the posts you've seen on Facebook, the negative ones. The haters. The haters. Where are they in your career? Thought, Miles, why you? like not even on the same Platform and he laughed. And he said, Brian, shit always comes from people below. The ones that are above you on your path always want you to do better. The people that want to bring you back down to their level are the ones that have a negative comments. And that probably explains why I'm here today with you.
0: Yeah, isn't it funny? And it's really interesting as you're saying this, I'm like, oh, this is my next question about your mindset and the things that you use to get you through those moments. Like, you know, in to most people, they would be like, why are you interviewing Ryan McCann? He's your competition. But to me, I look at you with adoration and say, mate, there is not many people that could survive what you've survived and continue to go from like a rock bottom moment in your life to an over $3 million rider. And to build a successful team and a great culture and a wonderful business. Like that is just exceptional to me.
1: And Haley, that, that goes back to what Chris Anderson taught me um, in 2014 at rock bottom. Yeah. Um, you know, th- those people that um, you know get jealous of other people's success to me aren't successful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you. You've done an amazing job yourself with, with all the businesses you've got. I never want to have free real estate offices. I don't know why you're doing that, but <laughs> um, I, I mean that sincerely. Yeah, uh, you know, successful people congratulate successful people and want you to do better. Um, you know, you want to raise bars. You, you want to change things. People that are envious of other people's success to me. It's their weakness. It, it's something wrong in their life. Uh, so for me, all to the people that make success. You, if you work hard for it, and you go get it. Um, I, I think that uh, gives people hope, and there's nothing better than hope.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you. That's a great takeaway.
1: And one of the other questions that I have, you know, and
0: I think we may have kind of dusted on this a little bit, is if you had your time again, what would you do differently? You said you'd call a lawyer. Yeah,
1: you definitely. wouldn't have gone in there. Well, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have done, I wouldn't have tried drugs to start with. That's the first yeah, okay. thing. <laughs> but, but I, I said I uh, mentioned it before. Would I change it again? You know, I learned so much about myself. And it's kept me clean for nine years on, on how exposed that was. I mean, you know, I, I learned that uh, LJ Hooker sacked me sitting in a jail cell in Cleveland. And the police officer, the lovely police officer at the time, uh, turned it up on Channel 9 so I could hear it. And then just to make sure he was very efficient, he then turned it to Channel 7 so I could hear that too. Well, that was kind. <laughs> so, very kind of him. Um, but so that's 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 where I learned I didn't have a job anymore. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I took nine months off uh, to get myself sorted and clean and all that type of stuff. Um, First National were fantastic. Uh, They they touched base with the lawyers to see what the end result was going to be. We knew what the result was going to be. Obviously, I then had to um, uh, write a letter to Office of Fair Trading to explain why I should keep my real estate license. And the fact that the the chief magistrate obviously uh, put in words that uh, there was no commerciality to it. And uh, it was some, I think, stupidity is what he actually worded it as, which I can't disagree with him. Um, and uh, the fact there was no commerciality uh, that they were going to look past it and, and my license obviously was, was uh, well kept. Um, so I don't know, I, yeah, nobody wants to sit in a jail cell for six weeks and nobody wants to sit, spend a month in rehab by choice, but I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't go through all that stuff. And I'd hate to think where I would have been if it wasn't so public. So I'm going actually, to actually go, yeah, I wouldn't change a thing.
0: You'll own uh, it and you'll take it. Yeah. legend. Now, obviously, you've got a highly successful team. Um, you know, you're writing over three million dollars in GCI, and that's not something that you do on your own. You've got a team, and you've got a breakdown. Can you quickly talk to us about what that team looks like and how you've built that success?
1: Yeah, so from I, scratch. So. Um, uh well, I got dethroned, first of all. So I'm not the, the number one agent in person, actually, anymore. I got dethroned by uh, a good mate of mine, uh, Mark uh, Chaney. Uh, oh, love Chaney. But, yeah, so he dethroned me last month. So it would have been nice to have seven years in a row, but I'll take six. But, uh, yeah, to me, he's doing great with his business as well, but uh, he put me at the post. Um, but in saying that, uh, look, there's just me and one offsider, uh, and it was Billy Gray for, for, for many years. He was with me for six years, I think it was. And, and yeah, we had we, $3.5 million GCOs, you know, our highest. Uh, year which was fantastic and then um, Billy wanted to go on his own uh, within the office and and uh, he was ready for it uh, I always said I wanted him to stay with me for four years he's with me for six years and and uh, he's doing some truly magnificent things on his own now uh, and then i got the opportunity to have Harrison Turner who's my cousin uh, and Lisa's son uh, I uh, wasn't real popular in the Turner household because uh, Harrison just landed a great job after his law degree in a big law firm in the city and i convinced him to come be my assistant and uh, he was always doing weekend work with me uh, but uh, he's loving it and uh, he's thriving and he, he's really enjoying it so yeah we have a very small team just me and, and, and obviously uh, one other person but they look after everything um, from the digital sides of things um, uh, pretty much the way my team works is all the agents uh, stand on their own um, we've got a, and i always say this tongue-in-cheek my office is highly successful because I have little to do with it. And and, and people laugh and I say, no, it truly is. Uh, I've got Wendy at the front desk. She looks after all the uh, contracts with photocopiers or or, REA and domains and rate my Agents and all that type of stuff, Uh, any subscriptions. I've got Jess, obviously, uh, my beautiful wife that uh, she's virtually like a PA to the entire sales side. Uh, So she only won't work for me, uh, but she worked for everybody else. Uh, And uh, she was my PA for a decade. Uh, and, And so she was used to running 30, 40 listings at any given time. Uh, so she handles all the sales guys. They just let them where they apparel. One Smith Street at Cleveland, offers down between eight, 900,000. Um, Monday, 3 p.m. All their proposal books are done. The contracts are all done for them. And she looks after all of them except for me. So Harrison's job is to look after me. Um, and then I've got uh, Lisa, as we mentioned before, who runs the property management division. Now, obviously we've got uh, five girls in there, um, and, uh, and Lisa, and she literally takes that load off me. So really, from my point of view, all I've got to do is concentrate on training, recruiting, uh, and listing, yeah, and that's fantastic. it. So we have our own sales meetings every second Wednesday. Uh, the guys get to scribble up on the board uh, an issue they've had um, you know, during the week. It might be uh, percentage of the commissions. It might be um, you know when purple bricks were around. It was a lot focused on things like that, um, yeah. combating that type of stuff. Um, option anything like it might be, and they scribble up on the board, and we tackle that. We have a uh, you know. A, Training session on each second Wednesday on, on you know, how to get around those
0: uh, sticky things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. I love that. And obviously, you've gone through what's been in your past. You've gone through what's happening right now. But what's in your future? Are there any little McCanns on the? Um, yeah, I'm practicing. On the... <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> well, I that.
1: Um, uh, but uh, I can edit that, look, that yeah. out if you want. <laughs> okay. Uh, but no, look. Uh, yeah, obviously you're newly married, so it's um, yeah, it's uh, certainly. Uh, still
0: love each other that's really cute well, I do. Yeah,
1: yeah. she probably has days where she you know, rolls her eyes at me but uh i look i mean uh yeah obviously one day yeah, maybe i'll be a dad i'm very fortunate jess is a lot younger than me so even though i'm 45 she's a, she, she's a lot younger so uh yeah look obviously a, a child would be fantastic to be on the track uh but uh certainly from a business point of view um look i'm pulling back a little bit on the sales department myself so i can manage uh, the team we've got 26 staff now so it's Becoming, you know, a lot bigger than we expected, and the rent roll is obviously a a big factor in where I want to be in the next year, five years. Yeah, that's exciting.
0: Huge amount of respect to you, Ryan McCann. Congratulations on your incredible journey. You too. Thanks so you. much for doing this potty. And um, yeah, look, also for keeping me sharp and on my toes. It's always great to have a worthy competitor and um out here on the Redlands and yeah, again, thank you so so much Absolutely. for Thank you.
1: Today. Thank you. Thank you.